we we would like to thank corporate shill friend Chris O'Connor and for, Liquid Nine and Liquid Nine at liquidnine.tv for supporting the shakes if you like what we do and or want to uh, have your website, blog, business, etc. pimped on this show, go to tugboatyards.com slash the shakes to find out more. The ups and downs of being creative discussed over cocktails with friends. You're listening to the shakes. But here's what I want to know. Ah. <laughs> I'm <so> ready. <laughs> ah, ma. <laughs> What you want to know? Why did you guys just leave nothing but almonds in the? I don't know why there's almonds left in there. I always I, leave I the like Brazil almonds. Nuts. Yeah, I was like, I was very surprised that you know, it's like almonds. It's all that's there is almonds, almonds, almonds. Almonds are good. So Monday and Tuesday, Hallmark had its Creative Leadership Symposium. And right. On the second day, I had the opportunity to talk with. Dave Hall, president of North America Hallmark. It's an honor. And um, he said something that I thought was really good. He said, well, we're all going to go back to work on Wednesday and we're all going to be inspired and we're going to carry this through. He's like, but how are we going to be two months from now? Mm-hmm. And I said, that, you know, I think that's a great point. So... My question to you all is, do you have something with you every day that keeps you inspired? Or do you have to constantly seek new inspiration? Jeremy? Well, I want to start by addressing that that uh, that statement because I think that's, that is just the, I don't want to say syndrome. Syndrome is not the right word. That is, that is, that is the pitfall. That is the pitfall of the conference yes. or symposium yes. or whatever is that they inherently are made to make you feel really, really good and fired up and you just want to drag the world by its horns down to the pits of hell or whatever it is that you do. And, uh, and it, you know, it gets you it, – it's, it's, a, it's a rallying cry yes. in a way. And 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 it affects everybody pretty much. I mean, it, it maybe to different degrees, but that's just that's just what they're designed to do. But then the that's the hard part is taking what you've learned, getting that that feeling, and putting it into practice because because that's hard. And and mostly because when you're listening to these people saying all these great things, inspiring things, et cetera, et cetera, they don't have enough time to go beyond, hey, this is inspiring, I'm inspiring you, into giving you ways that you can practically put it into into work for yes. you. Really, someone must speak on that. You should get them at your C. Well, yes. I, well but see, I think, well, no, and, and, and honestly, I think what what that is, is you you can't you can't just do that you can't just go speak and say okay here's you know here are all these ways that are inspiring and these are the things that should inspire you to be a better you and you know a bright shining unicorn in the company without there's just never enough time so that's i think more the job of like a life coach a mentor 
uh, things like that. So those are the people that take that energy that you get from, you know, from going to these things mm-hmm. and helping you remember that energy, uh, maybe relay some of the things about that conference, that symposium that got you feeling that way. And then they help you figure out how to make it practical for you because that takes weeks, months, years. Um, and so I think that's kind of where that goes. So yes, from to, to answer your question, I feel like I need to continually find new ways to be inspired. Uh, and it gets harder and harder as time goes on, it Does you know? Uh, and so it's, it's tough. Uh, mentorship. I mean, that's, you know, we've talked a little bit about that on mm-hmm. the show. And maybe that maybe that's maybe that's what this show is. I don't know. Um man, I talked in a circle, didn't I? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what you said. I'm not sure was, what it, I said it, either. It sounded good. It sounded really smart. I, I as I was listening to myself in the headphones, I was like going, damn, I am smart. And then <laughs> I got caught up in how smart I was. And what did I just I say? Stop. And and now and now I Sorry, I tripped on my dick. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about how important it is for somebody to instill how to keep that creative edge. Or that Sound like you're kind of coming at it from a leadership standpoint. Like well, I don't even know that I'm coming at it from a leadership standpoint. I'm coming at it well, from... How the fuck are you coming at it? I'm coming at it from... Hearing. I'm hearing lots of inspiring stuff, and I'm like... Gah! And I don't know what to do with it. Right. How do I figure out a way to do something with it? And for me, I feel that the best way of figuring out how to do something with it is asking somebody for help to help me put those puzzle pieces together. But there. How's that? That is nice. There you go. But I don't feel like that is exactly That's an answer, the, really question. the question. Yeah. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Which, like, I have a lucky rabbit's foot. What was the question? Just rub it, uh, and then I feel creatively inspired. This is this went so. Wait long. a second, is this it a pearl so rabbit? Horribly wrong. No, there. I mean, I don't have like a thing for creative inspiration work wise, but I have like a series of things or websites I look at or things I do to get in a more yeah. in, uh, creative frame of mind. Okay. But what about you? Do you need know. to reframe the question or re-ask the question? I don't because think I feel does. like I got us no. way <laughs> off track. No, the thing, and and this is, I mean, this is kind of dangerous to say, but um, so we we had a lot of people come in and speak, and then in between we played little bits of Ted. And one of the Ted ones that I think was honestly the most inspiring was I can't remember the guy's name. He talked about, he said, we're afraid to be leaders. He said, because when we think about being leaders, we think about changing the world. And he said, and that is, that is a daunting task. He said, but he said, um, he said, we need to quit. We need to quit thinking about that. The world is this one big thing. And instead think about the world is a million things put together. And he talked about a story when um, he was in college and he was doing some fundraiser for something. And there was a girl who was getting ready to register 
And her parents had said she was terrified, did not want to go to college. And her parents said, you know, we will be here if you don't want to do it. You know, it, it'll it'll be cool. And so she got in line and she was waiting in line and she was terrified. And she, she had said, this is not for me. I'm not going to do that. And she had made the decision she's not going to do it. Just then this guy who was speaking came out and he had a bucket, bucket of lollipops. And he was promoting donations for, I don't know if it was, um, you know, Alzheimer's or ALS or, or something. It wasn't ALS. It wasn't ALS. He had a big bucket of ice and he threw it on a bunch of people. <laughs> um, and, um, and he walked, he was handing out suckers and reminding people to donate for some cause. And he walked up to this girl and... He like walked up, he stared at her for a long time. And then he said to the guy right next to her, he said, here is a lollipop for you to give to the beautiful girl to your right. And he's like, and so the guy like handed it to, um, to her. And, um, and then he said, he made some joke about, you know, to the parents that, uh, taking candy from a stranger or something like that. And then he was off and that girl decided right then I feel comfortable now and I'm going to apply and she ended up going to college. So she saw him like four, four years later and said, I, I, I met you four years ago and this is what you did. And you kept me in school and I just want you to know what, how important you were in that moment in my life. And he said, and you know, the funny thing is, he's like, I don't remember that. I don't remember it at all. And he said, it would certainly wasn't intentional for me to like, you know, he's like, it was just kind of happenstance. But he said to me, it framed it up in that we have all of these chances to influence daily lives and change directions. And he said, it was a leadership moment and he said, I wasn't changing the world, but I was changing the path of one single person. And he called them lollipop moments. And he's like, and you need to have more lollipop moments um, where you affect the outcome of something. And he's like, and when you think, of, he's like, we don't need to apologize for being leaders. We need to embrace it. And we need to take away leadership as, oh, my God, I'm, I have to change the world. I have to do this. And instead, it's like, how can I make little changes for good here and there? I thought that that was really cool. And that that's something I, I saw that and I'm like, you know what? I can I can take that. I, I can take that for the rest of my life. And I will remember that, and that will stick with me. It's it's not. Boy, are you going <laughs> to undo this? No, I oh, just have a couple it. questions to uh. get the story straight. The guy giving the TED Talk, he was the guy handing out the lollipops? Yes. Why did he stare at her for so long before he gave Because I think he saw that in? she was uncomfortable, and, and, and he was, I think he was just being funny, you know, just okay. walked up and he just Ice breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always a good thing to do if someone's uncomfortable. Oh, and oh, by the way, um, she dated that guy and was still was still dating that guy. Oh, like, see, wow. see I that, forgot that part. That's a really good part to add to the yeah, story. I forgot that part. Now, see, but that's the part that feels contrived though. No, now to me she she, she felt said when in, she saw that she when she saw the guy she felt that, who spoke, she said to him, she said, and oh by the way, I'm still dating that guy that gave me the sucker. 
See, I feel wow. like it's that guy now. Wow. It's the in-between guy it changed his life too because it did. That changed guy, two she lives. realized, hey, it maybe it's not going to be as hard as I think to make friends. Maybe people are going to be okay with me. Yeah. Oh, now I love it. Now I get it. That's what I mean. Um, I loved it all along, but now I really was, get that it. That was the big hanger. Oh, and I forgot to tell you that that oh, guy God. went crazy and ended up <laughs> killing that girl. So had he not given that guy to give her the lollipop, well, now Ted's life she has would changed never because have he's died. an assistant to murder. No. Well, see, and I, I love it. Uh, what it tells me. It seriously just made the story make more sense to me in, in my head. So, really? That they were still dating? Really? That they became in this relationship. Because in my head, I'm like, so the guy hands her a lollipop and then walks away? But yeah. He didn't, no, no, no. The guy who was giving the speech for right. Ted, his name yeah, is not no, Ted. I know. <laughs> he was not dating the girl. God no, damn it. I know. The, the other guy, guy who he gave the sucker to and said, yes. give it to her. The fact that they remained together or even just dated, I think. It was like, here, let me, otherwise, let me put I'm my like, phone number around this lollipop. No, because then she was touched by a person and perhaps seeing, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. I'm not going to be alone. Whereas before I was like, what the fuck did a sucker make her suddenly want no, to go it to wasn't, college? No, it wasn't just that. The guy wore, and I left some things out. He, yeah. like when he was giving a speech, he was wearing this kind of really dumb fedora. And he was wearing, evidently he was wearing a really dumb. And she felt comfortable that this guy had kind of put himself out there. And was going around and being goofy, and then she didn't feel like that this was such a big... Yeah, because she felt like, you know, oh, college, there's I need a freak. to be cool. There, yeah, and, there's a freak yeah. here, too, and he's being really outgoing, and he doesn't care, and it's like, I feel comfortable in that. Yep, okay. I get that. That makes Which I like. It's a good part of the I story like that. that I like that. probably should have been in that. the first time as well, but... <laughs> hey, I don't know. I kind of got it without the hat yeah, thank part. You. But thank you. Well, okay. here's the story that you. I heard. So this girl didn't want to go to college, and her parents like were like, first of all, she had to stand in line to register, so I guess this was like in the 1800s. And her parents were like, you don't want to go to college, that's fine, we'll be standing here waiting for you. And she's like, I don't want to go. And they're like, get in line anyway. <laughs> No, that's not. No, this is the story I heard. That's not the story that I told. (laughs) I know. It's the story I heard. Yeah, you're fucked up. And then there's a guy giving out lollipops to remind people to donate money, probably more than likely to a fraternity, not to some charity. No. And he stared at a girl and he was like, why don't you give this sucker to that girl? And the guy's like, okay. And then she was like, I got a sucker. I'm going to go to college. And she like looked back at her parents and waved, and she's like, "I have a sucker." <laughs> bring if you can. They gave bring her big down, thumbs up. You can bring. And they down got Joyce. their horse drawn carriage. <laughs> Seriously, if actually, if you could just pull the plug on her fucking mic, that would be good. But then when you finish the story. And the whole hat thing came in. It all made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> no, it wasn't the hat thing. It was the, oh, they're still dating. Oh, my God. Yeah, now it totally Because now she, then she had a connection to a person instead of a piece of candy. It wasn't about the candy. Well, when you told the story, no, that's how it was. that was wrong. It's this show over No, yet? but I do like, yep. I like that lollipop moments. I, I get it. And I love oh, it. Oh, are you sure? Because I don't, I don't know. I You've questions. made me unget it now. That's what I'm worried about. I love it, is, and now I hate it. Don't tell Joy anything. What? That's the moral of the story. Like, tell me some lollipop moments you guys have done, or that someone has done to you. Like, have you given out a lollipop? Or what? It, no, you don't have to give out a lollipop. It's not about. I'm using it, it is, figuratively. Uh, no, you're not. You're, you, have you given out a lollipop, a free lollipop, and made somebody date well, for four years? 
<laughs> I gave that, that lollipop once. <laughs> Jesus. I ended up in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to bring it back around and say when I've had little I've had little bits like where you've for instance, done it or people gave them to you. Where I one probably my most recent one was I was uh I was talking to somebody and um I asked him about um about uh how his kids were doing. And he said he was struggling with uh with one kid um you know not doing well in grades and stuff like that and I kind of launched into with uh you know stuff that's been you know that we've had with Gabe about ADHD and you know, how his life has changed and stuff. And, and I was very open about it. And I hadn't known this guy super long. I'm just, that's kind of who I am. It's like, you know, my wife's always cringing that. Oh, cause you offer up information. Cause I, cause I just, I talk openly about, uh-huh. you know, how our lives are going and uh-huh. stuff. And, um, and, um, I got a, um, he, um, is living with someone who I know from a previous life. And that night I got an email from her saying, thank you so much for what you shared with this guy because he's really been struggling with it, with his son. And you just kind of brought all sorts of stuff to light. And I was like, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. good. I'm glad I could do that. Um, have you had any lollipop moments? Yeah, like surely I have probably. That probably sounds really funny. Well, okay. I think I have. Okay. Um, we're, we're, do they have to be giving lollipop moments? No, you or can receive them. Okay. Um, I, think, I think that I... Okay, here you go. So. <laughs> wow. The year this was... Better be, this better be big, man. Well, it is kind of. Um, so going back to going back to last episode where... Wow, it's th- that recent. Yeah going back to last episode where I was talking about kind of shifting ideas of self-worth and, and so yeah. on and so forth. Um, it was all about, we were sitting at, we were sitting at dinner, just hanging out. I was stressing about all the dumb shit that I stress about. Yeah. And we, and we were talking about, um, okay, well, so stressing about all the things I was stressing about, I recently have added yet another thing to to all of the shit that I do. I have decided that I am going to um, – Nathan has started Cub Scouts, and I am the den leader for his den. There you go. And because I was a, I was an Eagle Scout, and I, you know, I was always really you know, active in Scouts, and so I thought that it would be really fun to do, and, and I've got to be there pretty much for all the meetings anyway, so why not – so I got to do, and and so we were trying to figure out. Okay, wow. So here's another thing that Jeremy is going to do on top of all the other things that that he that he says these are his responsibilities and so on and so forth and so on. And um, I wasn't really necessarily stressed on about how that would fit into my schedule or whatever because, like I said, I mean I've got to be at the meetings anyways. It's going to work itself out. Yeah. And so. <clears throat> The thing that the thing that Robin said that was kind of the lollipop moment for me that made me think rethink how I distribute my self worth 
is she's like, well, here's here's the thing about it. She's like, what what is your mark? Or what do you think that your mark in, in life is going to be? I know that you think that perhaps that the show and your podcast network and all those things are your mark on the world, and they very well may be, but what kind of mark is that in comparison to perhaps being this den leader and think about when you were a scout, think about when you were young, think about there was somebody, right? you know, going again that had a lollipop moment for me that made me who I am today for, for better or worse. And so thinking about the fact that, that opening yourself up to that availability to become that for somebody else that's the mark. Yeah. And and so and you know whatever you do with the whatever you do with the show, whatever you do with the network, that's all great. Uh but chances are if this show or the network is a lollipop moment for somebody else, that's going to be a faceless person. Yeah. You know. You have a and chance and to, you know yeah. we might get an email that says Hey, thanks. You really helped us out. You know, whatever. There we go. Hey, yeah, Jane it's right. Yeah, thank you. I'm. Mean, we're really glad we Poughkeepsie. were able to help. But it's a whole lot different when you're, you know, putting putting a a, a real difference on on somebody's life who's really there. And so that's what. Yeah, I mean, and it made me pretty quickly reevaluate that's stuff. Good. You know, and. The, sh- the show is the show is no less important to me. The network is no less important to me. But how I perceive my role within that and what it means in my big world view is different. And so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a kind of a lollipop, lollipop thing. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. it really changed a perspective for me. I, I've been trying to think of something. I've, I've got one. OK. Uh, that that happened to me. It was junior high my art teacher was uh uh mrs homan and i was in an advanced part of the art class so i was with two other students and i was working um um i was working on some projects and i was kind of half-assing it and i wasn't very you know wasn't doing a very good job and she and I, she may have warned me and I may have not nah. but one day she just pulled me back and she's like you're going back into the regular class and I said why and she said because you're you're not working very hard and um and I was pissed and you know I'm I was in junior high so I'm like I'm better than all these other people why do I have to why are you doing she said I'm not doing this to you because you're not good. I'm doing this to you because you are good and you need to do better. And if you're not going to do better then you know, and the message was, was like, I'm going to, cause I said, it feels like you're picking on me. She's like, I'm not picking on you. She's like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm picking on you because you're good. And, and I was like, man, that, and I've recalled that so many times I've just said, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, because I've had that several times in, in creatives that I've led and stuff and I've sent notes and I said, look, I, you know, you think that, you know, I, you're doing this incredible job and I'm, you know, I'm beating you up, but I'm beating you up because I see great potential. And, and it was never, Hey, you're great. And I, let me rephrase that. She was like, it's like, I see great potential in you. 
and you need to rise to this and I'm going to challenge you. And that is forever stuck with me. You don't have any, you don't have no, any. I'm sure that I do. I just can't think on my feet right now. So, so if you're not making fun of like a, I was a story that I'm I was telling trying to you, get the facts really straight. not, you're really not. You know what? I was trying to get the facts straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I can, I've been in situations where many people have said things to me that made me realize certain things were worth it or worth doing or worth being around for or whatever. They're like really personal, so I don't necessarily want to. Oh, you know, okay, that's fine. So, but you can think of some. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. Before you couldn't even, like, I can't think of any. Well, I was. They're personal. That's cool. Yeah. Personal. You need to. You need to talk um, about it. What I really want to do though is find one where I change somebody's life, and that's, what, that's what you're struggling up with. with. <laughs> having a hard time. That's what you're struggling with. Episode seventy-two. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "I got one." <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you know, I think I think I have always. What has always inspired me is, um, have fun, have fun at what you do. I've always, and I, I don't know that anybody told me that. I just decided that's kind of the person who I'm going to be. And it's like, you know, and, and, and I always tell everybody, I'm like, look, I don't have to be in this job. I choose to be in this job. And, and I realize it's time away from sometimes me doing other things that I want to do. And it's time away from my family. And so, I'm going to make it fucking fun. And if I can't have fun or if it's not fun, then I'm not going to do it because that is an important part of, you know, so yeah, I waste time. I waste time in meetings. I call out awkward things and odd things. And it's fine for you to do it. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what well, do you... I call out holes in stories. I just have some questions. <laughs> and... You're calling out holes in stories again. You're well, questioning yeah, you just, me. No, you just said I I do this, and it was like, oh, dare you it's okay. question the great? I don't. Piper. I don't. When somebody's like telling a like a heartfelt inspirational thing, I don't like poke you know, a bunch of. You were missing a bunch of the heartfelt I was inspirational not, part of it. I was not. Jeremy got it. Jeremy got it. Yeah, but he wasn't inspired by it. He was like totally I was once I found out about the the dating the couple. <laughs> the dating that really puts you over the top. <laughs> I'm like so in the top hat or whatever fucking like, yeah. kind of hat it was. Yeah. Anyway, you I obsess on things. You ask people if you can see their ears. Yeah, that was the thing. That was, those are the weird things that I do. Unfortunately, I work at a place that doesn't lock me up for things like that. And and but that has always been, and I've and I've been very open. I to everybody. I said, I'm going to. I want a culture of fun. I want a culture of fun. It's like we have to have fun in what we do. And, you know, the weird thing is, is that um, uh, I was at, uh, I was printing out like seriously this like 96 page deck. So I was standing at the printer forever. And there is a, there's an inner office memo right there. And it says from the office of the old man. And it says, take your job seriously, not yourself. And, um, and I was like, wow, from the office of the old man, that's weird. You know, it's kind of weird, you know, because my, my boss's boss sits right here, but I've never, he's never referred to himself as the old man. And it says, 
starts off with, I was on the train with General Eisenhower, and he made a very interesting point. He said that we should always take our jobs very seriously, but not ourselves. And I was like, General, I what the fuck? It was written by J.C. Hall in 1961. On his way to register for college. You're such a joke. <laughs> on the train. <laughs> it was in 1961. J.C. Yeah. Hall was on the train, train. with mm-hmm. General Eisenhower. And the thing that I thought was, was like, man, that memo that is over 40 years old, 50, 40. Mm, yeah. I think it's over 50. 50 From years 61? Old. Yeah, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, is more relevant today than it was back then. Well. What? Are you going to? Yeah, I think so. Are you going to spend? So. Sure, sure, you sure. You know what? Sure. I'm loading sure. the fucking gun for next time we have our <laughs> podcast. I'm not going to say anything. And every time you say something, I'm going to go, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Ah, well, you left some key holes out of that one. Hmm. Ah. Huh. Okay. Oh, now I get it. Yes. Okay. There. So, you get, got a lollipop or who? What? Is that what I sound like? Ah, uh, yes. But with exactly. with the thirties gangster accent. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. No. It's so. Please don't be mad at me. But who's the old man? J.C. Hall. J.C. Okay. Hall from okay, the well, office Eisenhower of the old man. Is Jesus, old too. I'm not telling you any more stories. It's not. I it's just, a waste, I Jeremy. Here, I am. I'm okay. literally Hi. turning my <laughs> chair away. That's like there's not even a third person <laughs> in the booth anymore. I got confused. I feel okay. like I gave birth to triplets just now. You can't. You there's no redeeming you. It is. Tonight's a wash. <laughs> so as as we were getting ready to wrap up, I was going yeah. to ask. So at the end questions. of this, how do we help people with uh, with with you know finding ways to put all of this into practice? But now I just feel like we need to ask: How do we help Joy <laughs> understand, understand simple stories? You know what? I'm gonna when this posts. I'm going to ask some people. Okay. Like, did you get it? You know did what? Did you get this story? That, that'd be good because at that'd least be some people would listen. Do a little focus group. Do yeah. a little I'm also going to look group. up this TED Talk because I'm excited about it. Oh. And then I'm going to look up Eisenhower. You're going to go, what? Why? Why? Why not a flower? Why a lollipop? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you wearing a hat? I mean, if it were a flower, then I'd totally get it. But why are a lollipop? That's weird. <laughs> why is she standing why in line? Standing line? Right? A lollipop doesn't really work for me. If you could make that... Like perhaps a, yeah, a, a, a flower's nice, maybe a sign that says, hello, I'm a deaf person. <laughs> that was- what? <laughs> like where? Airport. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to get to know you. No, I was like, you know, it was like, hi, I'm a deaf person. Give me money. Yeah, that's what it was. You never had that? You're begging for money at an airport? Who yeah. does that? The thing Deaf that makes me mad signs in L in LAX it was the it was the guy that would walk around and he'd place stickers in the seat next to you and would wait for you to buy those stickers and then would like be mad at you when he'd come around and you hadn't laid any money down. I'm like, I'm not buying your goddamn stickers. I'm like what kind of stickers? Like little ponies? It, will it make sense to you if they are little ponies? Because yeah, they're <laughs> well, little fucking here's ponies. Here's my question. My, honestly, here's the question that first popped in my head. I assume if there's seats that you're past security, how'd these people get past security? Great question. Thank you. This is prior to 9-11. Oh. Just so you know, 
I at the before the recording, I put out a call for topics, yeah. and we had multiple um, oh, multiple requests for butts. <laughs> yes. Really, people miss the butts. When when did we talk about butts? Uh, Every episode, yeah. ever since you got sick. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Seriously, multiple requests. Yeah, multiple well, requests I feel like for butts. Even before nine eleven, if you were gonna go through security, you had to have your ticket. Okay, you know what? You Let's know what? not work I out made, the logistics. You know of this. what? I okay. made I made up the whole fucking story. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. The guy was there. He was putting stickers down. You don't know that he was homeless. He might have been on his way. To Maybe he he's was not going homeless. Somewhere. He's deaf. How <laughs> are uh, oh okay? Is the, let's, is the beeper. Let's, yeah, the beeper beeped. Beep, what? Beep, um, beep, beep. How do we beep, help beep. people? What do we do? What do we tell people? How do we get out of this episode? We should have people tell us. Don't tell their any moments. stories to Joy. Do yeah, not tell any stories. Just have your whole story together. Come to me with some half-ass bullshit about standing in line to register for college. Nobody does that anymore. Okay. So anyway, so so maybe share a lollipop. Share moment. share your lollipop moment. No, just look at look at what you're doing. Be aware of doing more nice, friendly things, and, and understand that you don't have to change. That we don't have to move mountains. You can move molehills or even anthills. Do, do you know what I like best about this room? What? The thing I like best about this room is when I like, I kind of want to just hide from the conversation. <laughs> you just lean it's, back. It's like I lean back and it's like I'm laying in a cloud. Uh-huh.